0: Fantastic. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, Happy Easter. It's Resurrection Sunday. What a tremendous day to be in the house of God as we remember uh, Jesus uh, rising again. And what a significant day in the church calendar. What a significant day in the calendar of calendars for the entire world Uh, this beautiful, beautiful Easter Sunday morning, and it is our delight that you're with us. If you're a guest here, welcome. My name's Hartley, along with my wife Natalie. We're the campus pastors here at C3 Silverwater, and we're delighted to have you in our place today. And uh, we're in for still, there's still more to come, an amazing day, and uh, I think we should just pray right now before we come around the Word. So, Father God, we're so grateful for this day, we're so grateful for this Easter Resurrection Sunday, and we thank you for what Jesus Christ did for each and every one of us. And as we open the Word of God today, I thank you, you touch our hearts. I thank you, Lord, you see each and every one of us, Father God, here today, and we thank you, Lord, as we, uh, as we uh, deliver this Word today. I thank you, Lord, that you move on our hearts and you take us to a better place. We give you praise, we give you glory, in Jesus' name, and we all said... Amen, amen. Well, there's never been a bigger day than Jesus uh, rising from the dead. There's never been bigger. It has been the day of days. I love that our uh, calendar, every time we write the date that we're writing, because it's like posts from when Jesus came. And uh, here today, we get to focus on that, which is just tremendous, this beautiful moment, Jesus Christ, that He is risen. I love uh, in Luke where it says, He's not here, He is risen. How good are those words? He is not here, he is risen. I love that the God that we serve, who sent his only son, Jesus, is not still in the grave. He's not in the tomb. We know that he is risen, and that is why we are here today. In the Christian church, here at Silverwater, all around the nations, we celebrate a risen Christ. He is alive, and that is good news. I think we should give him a round of applause, because that's why we're here today. And we're gonna focus in on Jesus Christ today because Jesus Christ is the hope of the world. We know that, don't we? He is the hope of the world. And I love that it's not only like a broad stroke, he's the hope of the world, why? Because he is the hope of the world to every single individual. No matter what background, no matter what nationality, no matter what culture, Jesus is available for each and every one of us. Every single person, Jesus is available for. He simply is the hope of the world, and He's the hope for our life. So today, I'm just going to focus on three areas. I'm going to focus on that Jesus is the hope for today. I'm going to focus on that Jesus is the hope for our future here on earth, and that Jesus is our hope for eternity. Jesus, our hope for today, our future, and our eternity. So starting with Jesus, our hope for today. Wow. Wow to think that our lives on this very day can be touched, on this very day can be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit because Jesus Christ rose again. That really gets me uh, excited because who knows that we all, the whole world needs to have hope, every individual needs to have hope We all need to have some security for our future, some security for today, and we don't get that hope any better than in Christ Jesus. Some people might think that if the uh, bank account's looking healthy, that that's a good place of security, and they can have their hope in that. Some might think, if I've just got the house, that's a good place for that. It might be for others, just focused on the career. It might be for other people, just thinking, if I find the right partner, and I love all of those things, all of those things are really, really good, but can I tell you here today, Jesus trumps them all. There's no better hope, there's no better security than in Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth and the life and here today we're going to focus in on Jesus as we do this together and I'm glad we're together from uh, a few locations, Bankstown and Maryland. Can we give those guys just another round of applause because I'm enjoying being together and uh, even just being up here and glancing around and thinking this is our family all in the one place on this beautiful morning and uh, it's so good to be together and I'm grateful that. Uh, we're here together, but I'm grateful that uh, we're more than just this location around this part of Western Sydney. That we want to go out, and the people have uh, put their hand up for the core to be on some of our teams in our other locations. And we're not going to stop doing that because we know we have the answer in Jesus Christ. And we want to deliver that answer to people because we know it changed lives, it transforms people, it transforms entire families through the blood of Jesus Christ. We want to get that uh, that get that word out. So Jesus is for us today. He can do great and mighty things and if you're here today and you're feeling some great worries, if you've got burdens and anxieties over your life today, if you've got sicknesses, can I tell you you're in a good place? Because this isn't just a house of people, this is the house of God, this is the place of miracles and here today we are believing with you that you can leave touched By God here today and transformed because He is the great hope. And there is no better place to set our eyes on than setting our eyes on Jesus. Because He won the victory. It was a mighty victory. His resurrection, it was a victory. He overcame death. He overcame death. He has won the victory. What a mighty victory it was, too. He won the victory, and right now He's seated at the right hand of the Father in heaven. He's won. We're on the winning side, just like you would be if you're a manly supporter after last night. You're on the winning side. There might not be a lot of them this year, so I just thought I'd just slide it in there just nicely here this morning. So here we go. We are, he's won the victory, which is just simply wonderful. And I just can't think of a better place to put your life than in the hands of Jesus. It is the best place. It is the place of blessing. It is the safest place. There is no more secure place than in that place and to think that God sent His one and only Son to this place. And the purpose was also to go to a cross, to take the sins of mankind so that we can have eternity in heaven and we can live a wonderful life on this earth. It says this in John 12, 27. Now my soul is troubled. And what shall I say, Father? Save me from this hour. And then Jesus goes on to say this. But for this purpose I came to this hour. Jesus knew where he was headed, he knew that he was headed to a cross, and he knew the purpose of that cross, and that purpose was for each and every one of us, for all of those that would put their faith and their trust in Jesus, oh that our sins would be washed away, that would be washed wider than snow, that we would have this wonderful life both here on earth and eternity, we would be in heaven, which is truly wonderful. Galatians 5.1 says, for freedom, Christ has set us free. It is because of freedom and that's what life in Christ is. That's why He's the hope of my life personally, because I have freedom. I have freedom in Christ. John 8, 36, so, so if the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. There is freedom in Christ Jesus and I want to today declare that over your life. There is freedom over your life today. There is freedom through Christ for your life today freedom and you might be feeling a little bit like you're in a bit of a time of just being stuck I believe you're going to get unstuck today we are in my household we have many Bear Grylls DVDs I like Bear Grylls my six-year-old likes Bear Grylls. It might be the influence of his father. But uh, we have many Bear Grylls uh, DVDs. If you haven't heard of Bear Grylls, he's this, uh, this gentleman from the UK who, uh, who really uh, goes out into situations with cameras and shows you how to survive, like when you're roughing it. If you get in trouble, whether you're in, some, uh, in the Amazon or some other jungle or you're in a desert or you find yourself just in a, a really harsh place on planet Earth, he shows you how to survive. My six-year-old loves it because we have a bit of a rule when he's six, just watch G-rated movies but some of Bear Grylls are PG and M because he is doing certain things with animals to provide food for himself at times but I'm good with that, it's nature. And, uh, but one of the things he does in one of his shows is sometimes he goes and uh, he finds quicksand and he shows you how to survive if you were to ever to fall into an area that worked like quicksand. And I've always been fascinated by quicksand, ever since I was a young boy. I don't know, quicksand in some of those like Tarzan movies, the old ones. It just fascinated me. It's always, Tarzan, I'm right, isn't it? It was always in the Tarzan movies, someone would fall in quicksand. And uh, so he literally finds quicksands, and one of his episodes he does this, actually in the Amazon desert he finds some, and he jumps in and he shows how quickly a human can get in trouble in quicksand. And he literally starts to sink down, and he says, what most people do is, as you would imagine, they start to stress and they start to move like this and they actually just get sucked down. They go deeper and deeper and deeper and sometimes these places take people's lives away. They're really, really dangerous. So, with the cameras right there, Bear Grylls shows what happens and he goes very deep into this quicksand and then he says, right now I'm going to show you how you get out of quicksand. So, Bear Grylls literally says, number one, what you've got to try and do is that you've actually, this is never going to work for you, the vertical. You've got to get the horizontal. She so says, somehow, you've got to try and get your chest forward and slowly start lifting a leg up. He said, that is not the key, that is the key. So, you see him on this episode, and it doesn't look easy. You can see him like, it's hard work, but you slowly see himself slowly pop one leg out, and as he gets that other leg out, he pops two, and he gets vertical sorry horizontal with the quicksand and then he says he starts doing the monkey crawl so down he starts going doof, doof, and he gets his whole body sidewards and he says that's how you get out of quicksand he shows a survival tactic if you're here today and you feel like you're sinking you might have been in something for a long time and it's just got you it's got you captured can I tell you there's a way out and we've talked about him a lot today. His name is Jesus Christ. He is your way out of what you're sunk in today. He is your way through. You don't need a monkey crawl. You just trust in Jesus. You trust in Jesus. He is your key. He is your answer. Colossians uh, 1.27 you know, talks about Christ in you. Your hope for glory. Christ in you. That's, that's the key. Having Jesus in your life. Because when Jesus Christ is with you, nothing is out of reach. He is the hope of health when you're sick. He is the hope of justice when you've been wronged. He is the hope of honour when you've been humiliated. He is the hope of progress when you've been set back. He's the hope of friends when you've been betrayed and forsaken. He's the hope of fullness when you have been emptied. He's the hope of recovery when you've lost everything. He's the hope of a child when you're barren, the hope of a job when you're unemployed, the hope of a house when you're homeless, the hope of financial well-being when you're poor. He's the hope of joy when you are sad. is the hope of peace when you are anxious. He's the hope of a future when you feel like there is no hope. It is in Christ Jesus. He is the hope of your life. Life. We've just got to put our faith in Him. We've just got to surrender our life to Him and He can come through for us. He is your hope. And Do you know what I love about God? Even if you've come in here today and you're, you're feeling quite far from God or you're just a visitor, there's no like prerequisites to journeying with Jesus and inviting Him into your hearts. I love that the Bible says this in Romans 5, 8 and 9, but God demonstrates His own love for us in this, why we were still sinners. So when we were turning our back on Him, when we weren't pursuing Him, it says Christ died for us. Since we now have been justified by His blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through Him? See, when we were yet sinners, Christ still died for us. He is incredible. He died. Even when we weren't there pursuing Him, He went before us. So today, He is your hope. Jesus Christ is your hope. But it's not only for today, He's also for your future here on earth. See, churches all around our nation today will swell in size and that is brilliant And I'm so grateful for that. The people are going to be flocking to churches. Churches are going to be putting out more chairs. And all of that is really fantastic. And it is wonderful. And we love seeing the house of God full. That's what we want every single week. But we've got to make sure that we don't kind of turn Jesus on and off just on certain times. Like, we don't want to have the crisis Jesus where we just turn to Him when things go really bad. We just kind of go to Him maybe on the special occasions Let's make sure Jesus is in our daily life. Day in, day out, day after day, week after week, year after week, year. That is the best way to do this life. It's constant. We just keep journeying with Him. Through all the things that come, we keep going because that is the best place to be. That is a place of hope. That is the place where He moves the most when we are always after Him. We're always pursuing Him. So I want to encourage us today, and this isn't always easy to trust in Him, to say today, I'm going to walk daily with the Lord. I'm going to pursue a relationship with Him all the time. The Bible says that we're to take up our cross and follow Him. It's not always easy. I'm not perfect. I have my days where, you know, things are busy and you you miss the prayer time, you know, you probably should have had and reading the Word. But since a young boy, since the day I gave my life to Jesus, I've, I've had that heart to go after Him. I've had that heart to include Him in all of my life. Not kind of saying, oh, this part or not, all of it. I want Him in all of it because I can trust Him in all of it. I can trust Him in my family, over my marriage, over everything that I do, pastoring this church. I can trust Him. We can trust Him. Putting our life and in, in His hands is the best place and is the best place for our future. But we need to follow Him. We need to keep our eyes on Him. Let's not lose that. I remember years ago, I was uh, a couple of years ago, my son was four at the time, he might have just turned five, but he was playing uh, rugby union and his football side got invited to go to the big Olympic Stadium at Homebush here and do a walk around before a New South Wales Waratahs game. And uh, my uh, dad came and it was myself and my, my son and my daughter Sienna and uh, we had to go and meet. Uh, there must have been about, I don't know, probably a 1,000 people that were walking around the Oval before the game that day, with all of their parents. We had to meet in an area, there must have been 2,000 people. And as we just rocked up to this area, I'd never been to this part of the Olympic Park before, it was pretty much my responsibility as the father to have my eyes on my children. But as I walked into this massive sea of a crowd, huge sea, I kind of arrived and I'm like, good, and I'm like, oh, Sienna, oh, Dad, Jesse, Jess? Jess? And I just look out and there was just people everywhere. I'm like, uh-oh, I've lost my son. It was my eyes to keep, my responsibility to keep my eyes on my son. So, I frantically ran around. It is not a good feeling. You just, what is going through your head is a number of things. One of them is, what is the wife going to say? That I've lost our son? That is definitely there playing a big part. Obviously, you're, you're thinking about, I wonder what my little boy is feeling right now as he looks up, like he's four. Who knows when you're four and there's adults around That it's, it's pretty daunting, just that in itself. But I have thousands of people there. I'm wondering what's going through his mind. My heart's like, it's, it's tough. I'm like, I went straight into like action. Like, I've been watching Bear Grylls, as I said, and I'm like, okay, we need a plan of attack. So, Grandad, you stay here, Sienna, you come with me, we're going to go. And I started thinking, okay, where would he have gone, which direction? Anyway, we ran around, then I saw some people make an announcement. So, I ran and said, can you make an announcement for Jesse Taylor? You know, he's wearing green uh, to come here. And I ran around, he was lost for what felt like hours, it was probably about five minutes, but five minutes is a long time when you know your kid's going to be crying for five minutes. And uh, we eventually found him, but you've got to keep your eye to keep my eyes on him. We've got to keep our eyes on Jesus. Just keep our eyes on Jesus daily, daily, keeping our eyes, because He will guide us and He'll direct us and He'll look after us and He'll protect us. There's so many great things to making sure that Jesus is in your life, not in a crisis, not on special occasions, but day after day after day. It is a safe place, because I don't want to live with worry, I don't want to live with anxiety and fears for the future, that's not a good way to live. I remember when I was a young boy, my father was a doctor. He was a local GP, but he also delivered uh, delivered babies. He delivered 1,100 babies in his career. And when I'd be at my primary school, uh, he worked at Munavar Hospital. I went to Manavar Primary School in Sydney here. And uh, so often I'd be in class and a kid would come out, and go, oh, your daddy he delivered me. And then like, oh, your daddy delivered me. It was like he delivered just about the whole school. It's about every kid in the school. But uh, when we were young children... Um, We would occasionally go out like children's do on family outings and i love the family outings when you're a kid it is really exciting we'd go out to places like australia's wonderland which i still shed a tear when i drive up whatever the road is past where that used to be Uh, if you've been in sydney for a while there used to actually be a place called the african lion safari did anyone ever go to that True story, in Sydney you could drive your car around lions, like walking over your car, we had one get on our car once, it's a true, was a place in Sydney. And whatever we were doing as a family, but I always carried this little fear on the inside of me. And I had a fear because back in those days, without mobile phones, my father carried something called a beeper. I got a photo of a beeper that we can bring up now. See, a beeper was something that my father used to have to carry on his belt. And as children, if we would be driving, because we'd all be in the one vehicle to one of these family occasions, and we heard the beeper go off, like literally, it would go beep, 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 beep. What my dad had to do was find a public telephone, pull over the car, get out, and he would make a phone call that would go to this, like, some head office place, because it would say on the beeper, call this number, and he would get a message. And unfortunately, as a kid, great for the family and the lady that was in the hospital, but unfortunately, most of the time that was because someone had gone into labour and he had to get in that car and make a beeline for the hospital at Bonaville to go and deliver the baby. But there was always this little fear on the inside of us, just wondering if we'd ever make it to the African lion safari, if we'd ever make it to uh, Australia's Wonderland, if we'd ever make it. There was always this little fear that would grip the kids in our family. I'll go to counselling tomorrow this week on this one. But we would always have this little thing that would grip this fear on the inside in case the beeper went off that's not a good way to live life and you know what when your rock feet are on the rock of Jesus Christ no matter what is thrown at you in life you can have great confidence you can have a confidence knowing that all is going to be good that all things work together for good for those who love and are in Christ Jesus we can live life and our future can be so much more secure when we're walking closely with Jesus, that we don't have to have that thing that grips us. These are the words Jesus speaks, John 14, 27, "'Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid.'" Peace I leave with you, from the words of Jesus' mouth. He wants to give us peace. He wants us to live this life carrying peace in our hearts. And we can when we're standing on the rock. Stay on the rock, walk with Jesus, pursue Him, be all about Him and the things of the Kingdom of God. There is no better place for our lives, no better place. And I'll tell you what, in a world that's unfortunately getting some real pockets of dark around it, Jesus is the best place. He illuminates, He shines bright in the darkness. Jesus, Jesus, He is the place. Matthew 28, 20. This is Jesus in His last commission, the final words, at the end of Matthew, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Get around Jesus. As you walk with Jesus, you will become a better person. You will become a better person, because Jesus is God in the flesh, and as we spend time with Jesus, it rubs up on us, we become more like Him. I saw a Instagram tweet this week, and uh, we'll put it up on the screen, and uh, this made me really laugh about uh, this. If you hang out with four break guys, you're going to be the fifth. And uh, as I read that, I thought, there's an element of truth in that. But how good is it when we hang out with Jesus that that rubs us off on us and we become such great people, such great people. We've got the characters that Jesus walked the earth with. We're never going to be perfect like Jesus, but I tell you, He can transform us from the inside out. And if I know someone that I see do this better than anyone it's my wife Natalie who has a deep love for the Lord has a deep love for Jesus and pursues Jesus and I see her walk through situations when the heat comes on and I know that there'd be other people that would crack and falter and take a long time to journey through something but because she walks with Jesus because she's in word the word she's in prayer she handles things incredibly well because of that. Jesus makes us better people, and there can be no better friend. It's not very often that someone would go all the way to a cross to die for us, but Jesus Christ did that for each and every one of us. He did it for us. He did it for us, and He wants us to pursue Him. I read before a verse in John 12, and a few verses later, uh, this is Jesus, you know, he's talking about he knows he's on his way to the cross and he says this, and, and I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples to myself. He wants all people to come. He wants all people to come. He wants that relationship. Let's all have that relationship. And maybe you're here today and you know you can walk into this week and do better. I know I can. I think we probably all can. But let's pursue him. And the third thing here this morning is Jesus, he is our hope for eternity. Because of Jesus, our eternity can be secured in heaven. And I love that. And I love how the Bible is really clear about how to get there. It says this in John fourteen six. Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We need to have Jesus Christ in our hearts. And when we do, we can have the true assurance of where we're going when we leave this planet and I love that. I just love that the Bible is clear on that. There's no other way than through Jesus Christ, there is no other way, He is the way, He is the way. I remember Pastor Phil the other day talking about the old film cameras in one of our messages we listened to and uh, that took me to flashbacks when I was a young boy and there was no digital around and it was all on film and I'm not a gifted photographer and you'd have your camera with your 24 or 36 uh, photos in there, and you'd be taking photos, and you wouldn't have a clue if you got a good photo. You'd have to go and take that film out, you'd wind it up, you'd take it down to, down to the chemist or the little photo lab, and you'd drop it off and you'd come back, which was kind of exciting, three or four days later, and you'd pick it up, and you'd go through to see, how did you really go? Did you get any good photos? Sometimes they're blurry, you've got a finger in the way and half of them will go straight into the bin. You just didn't know what was going to happen. It was like a bit of a guest job, unless you're a bit of a pro photographer, of what was going to come out. I just love that the Bible is clear about how we get to heaven. We do not have to wonder. If we have Jesus Christ in our life, if we're walking with Him, our sins are forgiven and we are on our way to heaven. I think we should give the Lord a round of applause for that because that is good news. Good news. That is good news, and I'm grateful, I'm really, really grateful. See, I, I like to know, like when I go, uh, get maybe I'm on my way to, say, a hotel, maybe for a conference or something, I would say pretty much every time I go and Google that hotel and I go and, uh, and see what it's like, where I'm about to go, particularly around if it's got a pool. And what kind of pool? I don't know, I just love resort pools, I love to go for a swim. So, um, I'm always checking out where I'm about to go, I just like to do that, I just like to know where I'm going and have a look what's coming up. And uh, I don't know if you've ever done that and maybe done a bit of a study in heaven and I think uh, there's going to be thousands of things we'll discover when we're in heaven, they're going to be absolutely brilliant. But there are things in the Word of God that can get us excited for where we're going to get to if we've got Jesus in our hearts and there's wonderful things. It's not a guessing game, we can know what some of the things that are in there, and it talks about, you know, the streets are paved with gold, the gates are made of pearl, the wars of precious jewels. Sounding good, isn't it? I love this story. There's once a story of a rich man who on his deathbed negotiated with God to allow him to bring his earthly treasures with him when he came to heaven. God's reaction was, this is an unusual request, But since the man had lived an exceptionally faithful life, permission was granted. But he could only have one suitcase. The time arrived. The man presented himself at the pearly gates, suitcase in hand. He actually needed both hands to handle the suitcase. It was so heavy. And it was stuffed with so many bars of gold billion. He was a rich man. As many as he could fit in. St. Peter says this to him. Sorry, you know the rules, you can't take that in with you. But the man protested, God said I could, he said just one suitcase. St. Peter checked, he found out it actually had occurred. So he said, okay, but there's one condition, I need to examine the contents before you pass. So he took the suitcase, he opened it, St. Peter saw the gold bars and then he asked, you brought pavement? (laughs) Streets of gold pavement, what was he thinking? (laughs) Streets of gold though, we're going to be walking on it. But heaven is real, heaven is real, it is a place. John 14, 1-3, do not let your hearts be troubled, trust in God, trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. Oh Lord, how good is that? This is a place, it's referred to as a place, just like Sydney's a place just like Melbourne's a place, just like New York is a place, heaven is a place, and Jesus is coming back to take us to be there. We get to spend eternity in heaven. I love this. This is good news. We're going to a place that's described as God's dwelling place, where Christ is uh, today, where Christians go when they die. We go to the Father's house. It is a city designed and built by God. It is a better country, it says in the Word of God. It is paradise. We are going to to a good place if Jesus is in our heart. A good place. I'm excited about heaven. And as the band comes up right now, it's Easter Sunday, it's Resurrection Sunday. And Jesus is, He's the hope. He's the hope of the world. He's the hope for each and every one of us, both today, in the future on this earth, and for our eternity." And that eternity, that is a big deal. That is a big deal. And that's a big deal for each and every one of us. And before we end the service here on this beautiful morning, kids are probably running outside collecting their Easter eggs and having a great time, but I just want to focus as we draw to a close here on just, are you here today And you know without a shadow of a doubt that heaven is your destiny, that heaven is where you are going. Because as I said, we don't have to second guess how to get there. The Bible makes that extremely clear, extremely clear that it's through Jesus Christ, it's through that death on the cross, it's through that moment in history where he hung on a cross, taking the sins of mankind, both yourself and myself, that he hung there and he took our sins. And all we have to do is accept him. All we have to do is say yes to Jesus. Stop living maybe, focusing a bit on ourselves, and say yes to him. That is the way, that is the way that we do it. We say yes to Jesus. And if you're here today and there's just any doubt about your eternity, I would be delighted if here today, you would decide in your heart to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Because if you do that, you don't have to carry any doubt. If someone was asked you today, do you think you'll make it to heaven? If you have any things coming out like, oh, I think I would, I hope I would, I'm a good person. I. Does that get me there if there's any doubt here today it would be a great delight for us to take you on a journey for you to take a next step and say yes to jesus he is the way the truth and the life he did it all for us he did it all for you and i and if you're not 100 percent sure if you'd make it to heaven today you can be sure Maybe you've once, you've walked closely with the Lord, but some things have happened in life and things do happen and we found ourselves a bit of a distance. Today can be your day just to take a step, a step back, a step towards saying yes to Him. So what I'm going to do in a moment, I'm actually going to get us to all stand up. Because what I'd love to do right now is in this moment, I'm going to get Brad who came out in a second song this morning and declared a spoken word about Jesus over this place. I'm actually going to get him to do it again. And as he does this here this morning, if you know in your hearts that Jesus isn't Lord, I want to invite you on this very day, Resurrection Sunday, 2016, to step out of your seat and just stand on this altar.